Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Broadcasting live from the Hyundai studio, presented to you by your local Hyundai dealers. This is where Chicago goes to talk Bears. Sports Radio 670 The Score. Chicago's home for Bears fans. WSCR and HD Chicago. WBMX HD2 Chicago. Always live on the free Odyssey app. The Score! This guy is a machine. All he does is work out and hit winners. Early odds with Joe Ostrowski. Oregon's down by 12. They're on the 45-yard line with no timeouts. Oregon's got an All-American field goal kicker. Why didn't somebody tell me? Chicago Sports Betting Show. Touchdown, Ohio State. There are some folks who are celebrating and others who are saying, you've got to be kidding. You kind of know what I'm thinking about. Over or under? Under would be the key word. Hello? Bet with an edge. He'd find out the kind of inside stuff nobody else knew, and that's what he'd put his money on. He even figured out the different bounce you got off the different kinds of wood they used on college basketball courts, you know? Early odds with Joe Ostrowski. A friend of mine is very smart, said I've been very lucky with gambling. I've never won. Saturday mornings on 670 The Score and the Radio.com app. Broadcasting live from the Score Hyundai Studios, presented by your local Hyundai dealers. Each Saturday morning here on Early Odds, you know the drill. We bring on a respected sports better, and we bounce ideas off each other for the upcoming NFL card. And it's a doozy. It's uh, not quite what we saw a week ago with all these tight spreads. A lot of larger spreads could be good for teasers, but uh, we're going to attack this from the ATS perspective. So we bring on Jeff Parles, at Jeff Parles on Twitter. He's a VSIN host. And he co-hosts the Beating the Book podcast. A uh, very good listen, Jeff, when Todd Wishnev is not constantly talking over everyone. How you doing? <laughs> you know, uh, that, that's the biggest struggle of the podcast, getting <laughs> Todd to let us talk. But, uh, Joe, it's a, it's a pleasure to be on with you today. Uh, really uh, glad we can uh, carve out some time to go over the card with you. And uh, before we get going, before we start uh, throwing some games out there, how's the season uh, been treating you a month in? So far, so good. Uh, I, right now, on 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 the uh, beating the book Megapod, I've won my last six. So oh. uh, hopefully, uh, hopefully the regression monster doesn't hit me this week. <laughs> um, but uh, at some point, that regression monster is going to hit hit as you know. Uh, look, but uh, right now, uh, I'm doing pretty well in the NFL. I'm having a nice college year. It's a it's a nice change of pace from what is usually as much as we love betting football. It can be a grind sometimes, as you know, Joe, but uh, so far this year through a month, I like where I'm at. All right. Yeah. I mean, there, there might be some people listening right now and they're saying, oh, th- this guy's six in a row. I'm going to listen to what he has to say. See, but we're thinking like sports betters. We're waiting for the fall. Like, no, no, no. <laughs> I, I'm not going to pound my fist on the table. Hey, I've won six in a row. Hey, I've won seven in a row because we know what's around the corner. Those streaks rarely get out to 14, 15 in a row. Yeah, it's it, it's tough. There's uh, 
there's a reason that you only need to do 55 win 55% of these in order to be good at this Joe. Mm-hmm, no doubt. All right. We get London again. Let's start there. Cause I know you have a strong play on Packers giants, the giants, the bears opponent last week, they didn't have to do much uh, to take down the bears. Uh, they didn't even need a quarterback uh, for a portion of that <laughs> game, but they were able to do it. So we've got the Packers as more than touchdown favorites. I know this is going to be a very popular teaser leg. We mentioned that on the outset, but uh, what side do you like? Well, Green Bay is a big, uh, big, probably going to be the most popular teaser leg of the whole league. Let's be real here, Joe. Uh, Get them under that field goal. They're going to be popular. I actually don't like a side here. I actually like a total, Joe. I like this game under uh, because Green Bay's defense last week that was about as bad as they could have played last week against New England with Bailey Zappi coming in midstream. Uh, they let Stevenson and Harris run all over them. Now you get the Giants where we don't know who the quarterback's going to be. We think it's going to be Daniel Jones, but it could be Davis Webb. And mm-hmm. look, when you when you come off of a game as bad uh, as Green Bay was defensively against the run, you're going to hone in on shutting that aspect down. Now you're getting Barkley, who's been arguably the best running back in football, of these first uh, few weeks of the year, but I, I expect this game to be slowly played. I expect the Giants to try to make Green Bay run the ball a little bit more to make the game have less possessions. And if you're Green Bay, just take Barkley out of the game, put seven in the box and say, all right, Daniel Jones with an injury, go ahead and beat us. Davis Webb, go ahead and beat us. I, I, I took under 41. I, I'll be surprised if this game uh, is more than about, I think, 27 to 10, probably the high end here. So that's 37. So uh, I, I like under uh, under 41 in London. Where's the explosion coming from either offense? I mean, I, I think yeah. it's taking a while for people to get used to the fact that the Packers think they're going to win on their defense, and he's still trying to figure out what his favorite targets are in Aaron Rodgers on that offense. And the Giants don't have any receivers left. And, yeah, I think you're right. There's just – very little explosion and just just slogging through the game here could be a look and Packers three and one to the under felt like it took a little bit for the market to adjust exactly how the Packers are going to play it. So uh, Jeff Parles going under on Packers Giants. All right. I'm going to throw one out to you. Want to get your get your thoughts here uh, after Monday night it would not surprise me if people are looking to to fade the Rams and this feels like a good spot to back the Rams. We know Cooper Rush, Red Hot, and Jera is saying, hey, it's all right. We're, we're good, man. We've got another quarterback here. Uh, we'll see how long it's going to take for Dak, but we're feeling just fine about Cooper Rush because they're 4-0 straight up, 4-0 against the spread with Cooper Rush. Well, it, it feels like when you've got Aaron Donald on the opposite side, that might change things a little bit. You're not going against some of these bottom feeders and, and a team looking for a bounce back in the LA Rams. I, the Rams offense has been very disappointing and Stafford, he's continuing to throw these picks. So that's been very disappointing yards per play. They're second worst in football, but they do have that explosion. I don't think anybody thinks that's going to uh, continue, but it looks like this Rams offensive line is getting healthier and under the radar. That was a big issue over the first month of the season. They haven't had their center, Brian Allen, and and that's going to be big uh, as they start to get healthier moving forward, and people are just selling on that team. 
But, you know, at some point, this Cooper Rush thing, is it Kyle Allen? It kind of feels like what we're seeing is a little <laughs> bit of Kyle Allen when he started 4-0 straight up and against the spread for Carolina. Now, the, the Cowboys are better than I thought, and certainly defensively. I, I thought regression was coming for them in the turnover market, but they're just straight up legit is what they're proving, that they are a top five defense. But I still have questions about the offense and then moving through some of these dead numbers, the four and a half, the five, I'm not worried about that. This is a good buy spot, I think on the Rams and then the Cowboys will probably have Dak back in another week or so. So Jeff, what do you think about the Rams as a favorite? Yeah, no, I, I that number feels about right to me at, at five, five and a half. Like you said, you're in the dead zone there. Uh, this is another one where, again, I don't bet a lot of totals, Joe, and this total got hit two and a half, three points to the under, and that move is right. Both of these fronts, the Dallas defensive line and pass rush might be the best in the NFL. It probably is through the first month. Parsons, easily the defensive player of the year right now. And you mentioned Aaron Donald. We haven't seen a a, a, a prototypical Aaron Donald domination yet mm-hmm. this year. That's coming at some point, and it would not <laughs> shock me if it comes against this Dallas offensive line that I think is – played a little bit over their head so far, especially the last few weeks since Rush has taken over at quarterback. So I wouldn't be shocked if there aren't a lot of points in this game. If you can get back to 44 by game time, maybe go there. Uh, But if you're making me bet aside, I would lay it with the Rams. At some point, Cooper Rush is going to start throwing interceptions. They had two taken off the board last week because of penalty. There are a bunch of dropped interceptions the last few weeks as well. At some point, this guy is going to regress to the – to what we expect them to be. And that's a, a pretty reasonable backup quarterback. And there's a reason guys like that aren't starters. So I, I would lean to the Rams on the side, but I'm going to wait this out, see if we can get a little more over money because we know the public loves betting overs on popular games. And this is right smack dab in that 325 central window. Uh, but I, I would lean to the Rams if you're making me take a side here. Yeah, I think the public will be on the over and the public's going to be coming in on the Cowboys. Oh, I'm getting this red hot quarterback and the Rams look terrible on Monday. Uh, Yeah, they're going to be on the Dallas side for sure. This is Early Odds with Joe Ostrowski, Sports Radio 670, The Score. My guest this week, Jeff Parles, VSIN host. Follow him on Twitter by his name, at Jeff Parles, and check out the Beating the Book podcast all right jeff throw it back to you i know there's a <laughs> there's a game in florida going on i don't know how often red zone that scott hansen's going to be throwing it over to to this one between the jags and texans what's uh what's your opinion here so joe i'm sure this there are a few bets that the, the, the three that i gave out on the beating the book megapod this is going to be one of them and it's one of them that could very easily go against me because you're asking, I, I like Jacksonville in the game. I like, uh, I'll lay seven, six and a half, whatever, you, whatever you're getting right now with the Jags. Mm-hmm. I know it's hard to ask a team that, let's face it, I don't even remember the last time Jacksonville was a touchdown favorite against anyone. I don't think anyone remembers that. It was probably the year after they made the AFC title game. But for me, I'm in the camp of Houston. Oh, and you, you tweeted out this stat about Davis Mills a few weeks ago. Uh, his numbers comparable to the best in the league at home. He's the worst quarterback in the league on the road. And they're going on the road to a team that's coming off really a tough loss in Philadelphia, a game that Jacksonville controlled for a good chunk of the first half, only to lose and not cover. But this feels like a really good get right spot 
for a team that I think is ready to take the next step from obviously a drag of the league to, okay, this team actually has a real shot to win the AFC South. And Houston is terrible, Joe. I, I thought they were going to be plucky. I thought they'd win a few games that they weren't supposed to. I thought over four and a half wins was going to be a pretty good over when it was all said and done. I don't know how this team gets to three by the end of the year. So I like Jacksonville. I'll lay the points. I know this is one of those where you're, again, asking a team that's not used to covering big numbers to cover a big number. But I think Jacksonville is much better than Houston. And I know it's not a big home field advantage, but getting Houston an indoor team playing outside seems like a good play with the Jags here. Whew. I'm a little relieved here because uh, my show, BetQL Daily, we've got a, a show entry still alive in Circa Survivor, mm-hmm. and we went with the Jaguars. I think that's the right play. It's the last okay. time you're going to use them. Yeah. I do. Well, yeah, there's that too. And we get to bet against Davis Mills on the road, as you mentioned. Your point about uh, the Jaguars' division, you're dead on. I mean, there, there's some value there right now. I don't like anybody else. We've got Houston here, which may prove to be the worst team in the NFL. You've got Tennessee. I don't mind selling them. We know which which direction they're going in. I have no interest in watching this game against Washington uh, coming up tomorrow. And then the Colts are in a world of hurt with Matt Ryan right now. So I, I think the obvious selection there is the Jaguars. I, you know what? The most amazing part to me, and I know everybody's paying attention to Trevor Lawrence and his resurgence and what he's going to do uh, with Doug Peterson there. And it was bad last week. And, and I think a big lesson, five turnovers in the elements against the Eagles. But was anybody really expecting Trevor Lawrence to, uh, to go there and pull off the upset? I don't think most were. But – Last year, just one year ago under Urban Meyer, any defensive metric you come up with, Jaguars 32. 32 out of 32 in just about everything. And now we're at a point a month in where you've got to take these stats, these numbers seriously. And for the Jaguars, after the first month defensively, their third in success rate, fourth in EPA per play, sixth in football outsiders DVOA. I'm at the point where, okay, and some of the young talent that they've added in that front seven, this defense looks legit. And that's going to be just as much a part of the turnaround as Trevor Lawrence uh, learning at this level. Well, and you know what, uh, Joe, I, I said this during the baseball season. And of course, these two teams that I'm about to mention are playing each other in the wild card round. Having an adult in the room yeah. as your coach is such a big deal in professional sports where the Mets had, and uh, Rojas, the uh, Padres had Tingler last year. And now you bring in Showalter and Melvin in who are both great regular season managers. And lo and behold, they're both in the playoffs for Jacksonville. They had arguably the worst single season head coaching job in the history of the NFL. I know some people will say Ray Rhodes. Some people will say uh co-tight, but that was the best <laughs> Last year from Mark Trustman. <laughs> yeah, Matt Nagy. yeah, there's plenty, there's plenty of ways to go down with that. But that was so hilariously terrible by Urban Meyer. And Doug Peterson, for whatever reason, the pendulum flipped a little too far from to giving Frank Reich more credit than Peterson to some for that Super Bowl run for Philadelphia, where I always thought, no, this was mostly Doug. And we're seeing that right now with the way those two teams are going, where Indy is falling apart. Granted, I think that more has to do with Matt Ryan being terrible than than uh, Frank Reich himself. But Jacksonville threw a month 
look, they're formidable. And if they win this game, and they're going to have to win some in-division games. Again, they're going to crack in Indy uh, quite soon. I think it's next week, actually. They're going to have a real chance to win this division, Joe. And and if you're a team that's going to win a division, you smack the crappiest team in your division when you get them in your building. That's really another reason to why I like Jacksonville here. Uh, Jeff, a couple more NFL sides I want to throw your way, see what you're mm-hmm. thinking. And uh, this first one, it's one of those things that, it hit me right away, and with some of the notes coming out throughout the week, the market is moving against me, and it's it's a big number. We have a few of those this week, and I'm looking on the underdog side. It's the Falcons and the Bucks, and I'm kind of teetering. I'm not sure how I feel about it now. I jumped on the Falcons. I've been impressed with uh, with how they've turned around this season, certainly offensively, and they're the only team that is 4-0 against the spread. now offensively it's looked good they've had some really soft competition and the defense is pretty terrible dead last success rate you know they can't stop the run good for them though the bucks are not a team that's running the football with any sort of success and here's tom brady is he going to lose three in a row probably not but you don't need the bucks to lose to cover the point spread here he's dealing with a ton off the field they're starting to get a little bit healthier uh, Brady crushes the Falcons in his career. He's 10 and 0 against them with the Bucks. He's 4 and 0, beating them by a combined 57 points. But I have not liked how that offense has looked. Nothing to ding that Bucks defense on. Listen, what we saw on Sunday night, that's Pat Mahomes. That's the NFL in 2022. When the elite quarterbacks are right, you can be as strong as you want defensively, but it's not going to matter. When the elite dudes are on, there's nothing you can do about it. And I thought that was on display in that Bucks game. So I'm not too worried about their defense there. It's just about the health of the offense and how Brady looks. As this number has been climbing, touching nearly double digits, I just felt this was too many points for a divisional matchup, but the uh, market moving against me. Any thoughts on Tampa Atlanta? Well, I'll say this with the Falcons. And I've said this a few times over the last uh, week. We considered Atlanta, at least the market did, to be one of the bottom five teams in the NFL. Through a month, that was a completely wrong evaluation of this Falcons team. They, they very easily could be three and one. That game against New Orleans week one, they they, they falconed in that game. It's, it is, uh, simply put, that offense, and I know Mariota's numbers weren't pretty last week in a win against Cleveland, but that offense is good. That's a legitimate good offense. Arthur Smith, I don't know how good of a head coach he is, but it's pretty obvious the man can coach offense. And the, my big concern with Atlanta in this game is Cordero Patterson has had is a revelation all of a sudden these last two years, which yep. is kind of amazing for what he was during the early portions of his NFL career. How do they replace him? How do those two rookie running backs replace him this week? Are they able to run the ball at all against Tampa Bay, where if they're going to stay in this game, they're going to have to control the clock. They're going to have to make this a less possession game because I don't think their defense is stopping Tampa at all in this game. So uh, if you made me take it, I probably would. Now that we're nine and a half, I probably would take with Atlanta. Uh, Their offense is good enough to stay in this game. It's just going to be a matter of can their defense slow down Tampa enough, uh, especially now that Brady's getting all of his friends back. But, man, all the -the off-the-field stuff, obviously, with the rumored divorce with him and Giselle, Brady looked like a beaten-down man in that press conference in the preseason. And he still looks like a beaten down man right now, which is 
something that's very odd to say about Brady with, again, every time we've counted him out in his career, what did he do? He usually mm-hmm. goes on and win the Super Bowl that year. Yeah, I know. That's he's wired differently. So that's why I'm not quite sure how to handle it. Like I hear a lot of people saying part of the noise is, Oh, now he's going to be focused. Now it can all be about football. No, there are kids involved. There's a whole lot more. He can't just completely focus on football. And we really have no idea what's been going on for quite some time. A couple more minutes with Jeff Parles, VEASAN host Sunday night football. We're going to have a good one. We get the Bengals in prime time. Once again, the Ravens could easily be 4-0, easily. Those two close home losses, they were trailing in those games by a combined 14 seconds against Miami and most recently Buffalo. I was actually surprised that Harbaugh's come under fire so much for going for the touchdown last week because for my money, that's what you need to do to beat Josh Allen. That's what you need to do to beat that Buffalo Bills uh, offense. This is an incredible coaching mismatch Harbaugh against Zach Taylor who just being a Jets fan you were watching that game closely a couple weeks ago and same (laughs) same thing last week I mean Zach Taylor he is conservative to a degree that's just so ridiculous with phenomenal playmakers on his side and it's like he's just passing on the extra points that are available at the field game after game after game their offensive numbers with Burrow and Higgins and Chase They're a bottom five offense, according to a lot of metrics, yards per play, DVOA thus far. And and there's no excuse for that. And the Ravens are a top five, top six offense. I I worry about their defense, a team that's getting healthier. And the Bengals have the edge there with the better defense. But give me Lamar Jackson. As long as the number is three and they're going to be looking to bounce back here, they can't fall to two and three. I like the Ravens as long as the number is three. I know throughout the week there are some three and a halfs out there, but if you're getting the Ravens minus three, I like Baltimore's chances. So the the two matchups last year, and you really got to take the mm-hmm. second matchup with these two teams with a grain of salt because that was Lamar was already hurt. Tyler Huntley gets ruled out with COVID. It was Josh Johnson. Yeah, Josh throw it Johnson out. Actually throw it out. Throw it out. Throw it out. Throw that game out. The first matchup between those teams last year. Cincinnati went on the road to Baltimore and absolutely destroyed the Ravens, destroyed mm-hmm. them. That was the one game where we kind of looked like, oh, maybe Cincinnati actually is good. And then they flipped around and lost to Mike White the following week. <laughs> but, you know, you know, Joe, Cincinnati, with watching them through the first month, if they have a proper bounce of the ball their way, they're actually 4-0, as ridiculous as that is. Hmm. And it feels like the pendulum has flipped a little too far for Cincinnati going to, oh, they're just an average team. The one counter to that, though, is that Zach Taylor has been so bad this first month. In a weird, messed up way, Cincinnati getting to that Super Bowl and losing last year might not have been the best thing in the world from their coaching perspective because now they're stuck with Taylor for a while now. We know Mike Brown doesn't fire coaches. Marvin Lewis was there (laughs) probably 10 years too long. but. For me in this game, I, I I don't have a play here. This is going to be a game I'm looking to attack in in-game betting, Joe. Because if I get good Cincinnati here, I'm not sure how Baltimore is able to stop them. But I'm concerned about bad Cincinnati showing up. And if bad Cincinnati shows up, then your minus three is going to be good. Because then Baltimore is going to run them out of the building. Because Lamar, look, there are four games, and I don't care that they're two and two. 
Lamar Jackson's been the best player in the league the first month of the season. So, uh, look, a pre-flop, nothing here. But this is going to be a big in-game betting game potentially for me because if Cincinnati doesn't look like they're, they're, they showed up, they'll probably be late numbers with Baltimore throughout the game because this could get ugly in favor of the Ravens. And if good Cincinnati shows up, the Bengals can win the game by double digits. That, that's the one thing with Cincinnati this year. That variance is real high. And, and I think that's a good point to have options. And if you're going to make a wager, it doesn't mean you have to do it before they kick off and then you're good to go. You can make adjustments. Watch with your eyes what's happening on the field. Lamar's a great example of that. And some of these leads, these fast starts, they come out to in the good Lamar games. And the other team that really stands out, we, we didn't mention their game this weekend, Philadelphia. They put it on you to start. And then they kind of they kind of go on cruise control. And that might be a team. Maybe you bet on the first quarter, bet on the first half, live line, half second half line. Then you end up fading them once they get that that big lead and it's an outsized point spread on the dog. No, 100 percent I mean, look, that's uh, Joe with, with college football, that's a lot of the way I bet college football right now. Just mm. finding opportunities, especially with, I mean, look, there are there are plenty of opportunities. In college football, when you're dealing with 19, 20 year old kids, the, the example that always pops out to me is the it, last season, the game that got Clay Helton fired in USC, where Stanford was an underdog going to the Coliseum. And it was obvious 10 minutes into that game that USC didn't want to be there. And it didn't matter that Stanford was a 10 point underdog in that game. Kept betting him, kept betting him, laying, laying six and a half, laying four and a half, laying, laying uh, taking a pick him uh, in game. There are plenty of opportunities where you can just. You can just pick it up and and uh, and trust your eyes. And look, sometimes your eyes deceive you. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. But more times than not, if you, if you trust what you've watched, if you watch football long enough, more times than not, your eyes are actually going to tell you more than all the numbers will. That's Jeff Parles at Jeff Parles on Twitter. Check him out on VEASAN and the Beating the Book podcast. Jeff, uh, enjoyed it. Hope to do it again, and best of luck this weekend, all right? 
Hey, thank you for having me, Joe. Best of luck to everyone. And uh, I, I, I hope the regression monster doesn't hit me this week. <laughs> That's always the hope. This is Early Odds with Joe Ostrowski. I'm on Twitter by my name, at Joe Ostrowski. That's at Joe Ostrowski. We didn't hit on Bears-Vikes with Jeff, so let's do that next because there's a bet in this game that I love. Been tweeting about it for weeks. It's just about an autoplay. Details coming up. Keep it here on 670 The Score and the Odyssey app. The Score listener line is open 24-7, 365, and powered by BetQL, Bet's Motor, and Beat the Books. Download the BetQL app today or visit BetQL.com. Welcome back on Early Odds with Joe Ostrowski. 670 The Score. Also here Sunday mornings during the NFL season starting at 7 a.m. It's BetMGM game day with my co-host Jason LaConfora and Devin Caney. Bears-Vikings tomorrow at noon. The point spread is the Bears are 7.5-point underdogs. It was 7 earlier in the week. It's now north of a touchdown total, 44 points, the under 3-1 and one in Bears games. Bears haven't won or covered a divisional game in 370 days. That's, that's real. Double-checked yesterday. 370 days. Six straight L's. We have to go back to week four last season against the Lions for a win or a cover. They did both that day. Uh, we all know Bears offense is a problem for the Bears to everyone but offensive coordinator Luke Getze. Uh, they got inside the Giants 30 five times last week while walking away with only nine points. Brad Biggs was uh, on the score talking about it the other day with Mully and Haw. Part of the reason that they are dead last in success rate is the play calling that we're seeing. The lack of early down passing. Success rate is getting at least 40% of the yards to go on first down, 60% by second down, and 100% on third or fourth down. It's hard to stay on schedule when you're a predictable offense that lacks talent. Adjusted sack rate, 18%. That is horrendous. 6% higher than any other NFL team. You don't need to be a great defense to dominate this Bears offensive line, which the Vikings are not. But they're coming off a stretch of facing three of the best offensive lines in the Saints, the Lions, and the Eagles. What what does Shaq say on TNT? Barbecue chicken. That's probably what these uh, other front sevens the Bears are going to be facing all year are going to be screaming. Barbecue chicken. Let's go. It's our time. Let's get our sacks. All right, to the bet I like. All right, I'll say it. Love. I love this bet. And it's something I've been hitting on over the last few weeks. I can't believe the Dalvin Cook rushing prop is in the upper 70s. I thought they were going to take this up a notch. Cook is getting 19 carries per game in Vikings wins. He's gotten to 90-plus twice already, and now he gets the Bears. We're not going to be in a position with Bears games where the opposing running back, as long as they're staying healthy, is going to be taken out of the game. Because the Bears are not going to be up by two or three scores. Saquon Barkley went over that number, was 79 and a half, in the first half last week. Damian Pierce, very good running back. The rookie getting a lot of love from Lovey Smith. He went over that, I believe it was early in the second half. The number was way too short. Aaron Jones, I mean, it wasn't even close. Week one, the Niners backs couldn't get their footing in those conditions. Uh, with their style of play. So that was a bit of a different situation. But what happened since? Posing running backs going way over. 
Cook, my favorite bet on this game. Teasing Minnesota down to one, one and a half, it's also pretty strong. It checks every box when you're looking at betting teasers. It's a low total game to eliminate some of the high variance. You go through the seven and the three. Just be careful about some of the prices out there for teasers. Some books have it way too high because they don't want you betting them. Best combo to go along with Minnesota, probably taking Green Bay down for that morning London game. Exact same situation, low total through the seven, through the three. All right, weekly contributor Jim Miller thinks he has five betting trends that I will agree with. Five? Really, Jim? We talk to Jim next. This is Early Odds with Joe Ostrowski, Saturdays, 8 to 9 a.m. on 670 The Score and the Odyssey app. You've got Early Odds with Joe Ostrowski, Saturday mornings, 8 to 9 a.m., and you know our weekly contributor. His name is Jim Miller of Hawthorne Racecourse, at Hawthorne Jim on Twitter. And, Jim, you have me intrigued. The only thing that you would say is five NFL plays you must make every week. So in your own mind, before we start to break these down, yep. what, what's the number set? How many am I going to be with you on? Are you setting uh, two and a half, three and a half? Where are we going? We'll put the over-under for you at three and a half. On three this and one. a half. Would you bet the over-under? I would bet the over. Oh, over. You think I'm going to agree with at least four of these five. Okay. Uh, yes. Go ahead. What so we here have? we go. So we're a month into the season, Joe. So we've learned a lot about these teams. We've learned a lot about their tendencies. We've learned a lot about their strengths and weaknesses. Things do follow trends. So the first way I want to start, Joe, is I want to start with some teams and some totals you have to play because the hardest thing to do is put a number on that you can get both sides on. But let's start with the totals in any games that the Detroit Lions play. (laughs) You have to play the over. I don't think they have figured out how high they can go with numbers yet for the Lions. The Lions have been over in all four games this year. They've given up 38, 27, 28, and 48. And I don't think it matters who the opponent is. We know the Lions can score. The Lions can't stop anyone. You're looking at this week, they play the Patriots. That number is 45 and a half. So I'd say the over right now on any Detroit Lions game. Did you notice what happened to that total this week? What has happened to the total, Joe? It's come down. Why? I'll get to that in a second. And I'm not saying I have a strong play on the other side. Your angle of betting overs in Lions games. Okay, we've learned that they can score, and we know they're giving up a ton of points, and I don't see the defense changing at any any point in time. Offensive yards per play, you know they're number one in the NFL. That's a pretty good barometer. They missed their wide receiver one and their RB one. Really good, maybe down the road, great players. And I'm on Ross St. Brown and DeAndre Swift. And they still put up a ton of points. Seattle didn't punt last week against this Lions defense. They didn't punt in Detroit. And then all the numbers you look at, dead last or bottom three. Football Outsiders has them at the worst defense in the NFL. Can't stop the run. Worst against the rush, according to them. Whatever metric you want to look at, even if you want to go with the high-level stuff like EPA per play, success rate, they're terrible at everything defensively. So on the surface, I get what you're saying. Here's why the number dropped this week at New England. Dropped this week because Bill Belichick probably was just going to run the ball all day. And here's the thing. It's been proven Lions can't stop the run. 
Correct. So is it good? They're going to be limited possessions where they're letting you run for 70, 80 yards on a possession. I'm not quite sure it's going to work out that way. This is the first game. The Lions are playing outside. We had to get to week number five for the Lions to play outdoors. So they're at Foxborough this week. And so people are betting against that saying, okay, now the number's gotten too high. We're going to start to see some unders come in because Jared Goff is going to be outside. Jared Goff going against Bill Belichick. That's the reason I'm with you. The defense still stinks. They can still score points. Okay. So mid forties. Yeah. I'm in especially now if, if this keeps happening and we get to the fifties, Okay, let's calm down. The number's going to get out of hand a little bit. But I agree with you. Lions overs. All right, there's one, Joe. All right, let's stay on the points total trend of things. Let's go the opposite way. What about New York Giants unders? It's 0-3-1 this year on the unders. The Giants have allowed 20, 16, 23, and 12. They have proven they don't want to pass the ball. They're, they're almost like the Bears, but except they have the best running back right now in the NFL and Saquon Barkley. They have a quarterback who likes to keep on on the ground and running. You have a team here that can churn clock, mm-hmm. can play a little bit of defense, at least it looks like, and they have to keep the ball on the ground because they have no receiving threats. You're looking right now at a number that stands at 41 against Green Bay. In London, though, what about Giants unders? Giants unders. Okay, this is interesting because I don't think we look at the New York football Giants and say that's one of the top defenses in the NFL. So do you want to play that? They don't have any receivers. So you're not going to have much explosion on offense between Daniel Jones, Tyrod Taylor, whichever quarterback is out there moving forward. Here's where I'm concerned. We look to the other side. They face Tannehill, Baker Mayfield, one of the worst quarterbacks. He's going to be benched soon. Cooper Rush, okay, he's the hot guy right now. We'll see. Let me see a little bit more. And Justin Fields. They have not faced a good quarterback. They've got Aaron Rodgers tomorrow. So I don't think we can say yet. Got to play Giants unders because they don't look at them as having an elite defense, and they haven't faced a good quarterback yet. All right, so it sounds like we're one and one. One over, one under, one agreement, I, one I disagreement from you. I, I okay. just, I can't go there yet. Now, maybe I'll be with you. Let's see after tomorrow. You know what? Let's see after the next couple of weeks because Lamar Jackson's coming next. Right, right. And it, may, and, and it may matter what happens on the other end of things. But again, yeah. for the Giants to stay in games, sadly, they're like how the Bears try to stay in games. You have yeah. to keep it close. You have to keep it on the ground. Giants have been able to do it well enough through the first month. Maybe all smoke and mirrors. We're going to find out. All right. So here's the next one. You talked about terrible Detroit Lions defenses. Mm -hmm. Joe, there's two teams that have given up more passing yards than the Lions this year. The Dolphins and the Ravens. So take Dolphins and Ravens opposing quarterbacks and start looking at overs on their totals. So the Ravens this week, they're playing Cincinnati. The Dolphins play the Jets. So I'm talking whomever their opponent is right now. You take that opposing quarterback and bet the over on the number. Yeah, I mean, look, with Miami, I don't have a problem here. Have they faced three awesome quarterbacks in a row? Uh Uh-huh. Joe Burrow, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, and the Ravens. It's been tough, but it's not like it's going to be easy sledding moving forward. This is exactly what's holding me back on both teams. The defense. Now, the Dolphins, I, I think it's shocking 
how bad their defense is. The problem is we're not talking about it because when Tua was healthy, the offensive numbers were so good. They tell us that this is a top three, top five offense. So now it's kind of balanced things out. But we're used to the Dolphins' strength being their defense and creating turnovers. And as far as the Ravens, I was impressed that they were able to keep the Buffalo Bills. And yeah, they should have won the game. People are are killing Harbaugh. I think that's completely misguided. I agree with Harbaugh's decision. You need yes. touchdowns to beat the Bills, to beat Josh Allen, especially the way he was uh, playing in that second half. That's a scary thing. These are two explosive offenses through a month. But the problem with both of these teams is on the defensive end. Can they keep those really good quarterbacks down just a little bit? And based on what I've seen so far, that's a big fat no. So, I mean, and it's not like the Ravens have played like all these great offensive teams. It started with the Jets. Week three, they had the Patriots, and they still gave up 26 to New England. So, yeah, if you want to fade these defenses, Dolphins, Ravens, I'm good with that. I mean, here's the scary thing, too. You're thinking about the Jets, the, the supposedly anemic Jets. They're throwing for nearly 300 yards a game. So that's a team that has actually gotten better. And we talked about at the start of the year. They have an offensive line, so it's definitely worth a look. All right, final one for you, Joe. We got to talk about the beloved because we do it each and every week. Here we All go. Right, Joe. Joe, yeah. only four teams have given up over 600 yards rushing this season. Houston, Detroit, and Seattle. But Joe, only one team, one team, the Chicago Bears, has given up over 700 yards rushing this season. To me, the play is any opposing running back going over for rushing yards. For Minnesota, I might play both of those backs over for rushing yards this week. What do you think? Are you cheating? Did you see my tweets about this? No. Okay. I have not looked. I've been tweeting about this. I said it to Mullen Hall the other day. This is your best bet every week on Bears games. Every single week. You take the opposing running back. Saquon hit over 79 and a half rushing yards in the first half. Damian Pierce flew over 59 and a half very early in that game for the Texans. Do I need to remind anybody about what Aaron Jones did? Sunday night football against this Bears defense. They can't stop the run. We know the Bears are bad, so they're not going to pull away from any teams. They're not going to have these two, three score leads where the game script takes away from the run game from the opposition. So I think this is going to continue for a little bit until these numbers get outsized. And here's Dalvin Cook, one of the better running backs in the game. I agree with this one more than anything else that you said. Opposing running backs take the rushing yards over against this Bears defense. You're dead on, man. You set a pretty good number at three and a half. You predicted over, and we're over. Agreed on four or five. Oh, uh-huh. well, there you go, and I'll take it. And that's all it is. You got to follow trends a little bit in the NFL, but what you're starting to see here, Joe, some teams really cannot defend in the NFL. In a league where there's been a lot of unders this year, there's some teams that can't stop anyone, and I do think that is a trend that is going to continue. Yes. I do also want to add, though, that you can't follow trends blindly because, no. because they will put a number in a spot 
where they know people are going to bet it no matter what. So why not raise the number by an extra 10 yards if we're talking about a prop, something like that. So you have to consider it just because something's hit four out of five times doesn't mean it's guaranteed to hit a six. The number always, always matters and getting the best of number Certainly a big deal. Early odds with Joe Ostrowski, Sports Radio 670. The score weekly contributor, Jim Miller of Hawthorne Race Course, is here. Uh, we always hit on Survivor, Jim. It was rough. We knew week four was going to be bad. I made some poor decisions in my Survivor pool. I'm I now tried to put you on the Giants, man. Um, I know. I know. I didn't trust my own instincts. My pools that had early deadlines, I had the Giants and I had the Vikings. And then I strayed from that in some of the bigger pools that I'm in. So I'm really kicking myself. I'm still alive in some circa million. And we've got uh, an entry for the BetQL Daily Show that we're still alive in. But uh, it's tough out there. It's tough. You had had very limited options last week. The Packers almost blew up every Oh, my gosh. The Patriots were very live in that game. I love the Patriots and the points. I, I think the handicap was right. It just it just didn't work out because over 50% of pools were on Green Bay. And now you walk into a week where you have nothing but options. We've got, what, at least six games, touchdown spreads. One game has a two-touchdown spread in Buffalo. You've got Tampa, a massive favorite divisional matchup against Atlanta. Packers in London over a touchdown. Jaguars favored by a touchdown over the Texans. That? Vikings and the Bears. Chiefs and the Raiders. A lot of different options, and it's interesting with all the different strategies out there. If you want to save a team, already use some teams. Some of my pools, I've already used teams like Green Bay and Minnesota. Or like the Circa one, I've got to save Buffalo for Thanksgiving Day because you need to pick a a team from that day, and they're going to be playing the Lions. So uh, it's interesting. Let me ask you about the Jaguars. Would you put your survivor life on the line with Jacksonville, a touchdown favorite? They have lost eight in a row to the Texans. And that's the scary thing. Yeah. I don't know if I would, but this is a different Jacksonville team. This is not the Urban Meyer Jacksonville Jaguars. This is a team that looks like they know what they are doing. So that's the thing that I'm a little bit curious about here. I would probably look to Jacksonville more than I would look to a team like Green Bay or Tampa who has struggled offensively at times. So I would give the Jacksonville Jaguars a little bit of a shot. Here's the thing, though, Joe. All right, it's a touchdown game. That total is still not relatively high. It's 43 and a half, hovering <laughs> right around that number. That's a little scary to me, too. It also means that's a great teaser option. I can't say that Buffalo's a bad pick. They're gonna win. It's just a yeah. matter, it's just a matter of do you want to use them now or do you want to save them down the road? Here's the one of these big spreads we just talked about that I'm staying away from. I'm staying away from Tampa Bay Atlanta. Yes. yes. I want the Bucks when they're healthy. I want Tom Brady when I know he's looking right. And this Atlanta team, they've had an easy schedule to start, but man, do they fight. They battle all the way to the end and they've been covering spreads. The only team four no ATS. If you haven't used Minnesota and you want to say Buffalo, Minnesota's probably a good play. We know that we, we just, we know the bears aren't very good. We know they aren't because we know the bills are going to win this week. Yeah. If you feel you have to save the bills to get that Thanksgiving because you have that play. Yeah, then you have to you have to look that far down the line. Otherwise, I mean, to me, the Bills and the Vikings are your plays this week. Yeah, can't really argue that. Don't mind the Jaguars, Chiefs. I get it, but I'd rather stay away from divisional yeah. matchup. I think you'll have a bunch of different options to take Pat Mahomes. So why go against a t- an offense that could potentially blow up? All right, Jim. What about the horses today? What are we doing? 
All right, so we got three horses to play at different racetracks. We're going to start at Hawthorne. Our stakes race on Saturday is race number six. Bet the six-horse cat attack across the board. Good speed should be a good price as well. Go to Keeneland. Race 10, the grade one Coolmore Turf Mile. Bet the seven, Santine across the board, who won the Arlington Million at Churchill Downs in that one's last start out. And then go to Santa Anita. Race number eight, look at the five, Cave Rock. Bet this one to win. This could be your next up-and-coming tremendous racehorse. Two very good races so far. Cave Rock should be very tough. That's Jim Miller, Hawthorne Racecourse. Follow him on Twitter, at Hawthorne Jim. Jim, best of luck this weekend. Some great college football games today, NFL games over the weekend. Enjoy, all right, my friend? It's going to be so much fun, Joe. Good luck. Jim Miller and Jeff Parles, kind enough to join me as we get a big sports weekend rolling with the MLB postseason underway. And yesterday was glorious, wasn't it? Talked about the Phillies a lot on this show all summer long, and hopefully they make us sound smart in the end. Tomorrow morning on The Score, BetMGM Game Day. It's yours truly, NFL insider Jason LaConfora and betting analyst Devin Caney. Download and subscribe to the BetQL Daily Podcast. New content five days a week. Inside the Clubhouse with Bruce Levine and David Haw is next. Cash those tickets and keep it locked here on 670 The Score. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.